Podcast. Today we have Miss Kaya Olivia here with us. Kaya is an artist, community leader, and a holistic wellness business owner. Yes, I am. Hello. Hey, guys and girls and everybody in between. So I have like two aspects to my business, right? So I teach performing arts. I perform performing arts because I like to entertain. And then on the other side of that, I run a holistic wellness business. And that's really, it's about empowering yourself and understanding your own energy, understanding your own vibe, understanding when you're out of balance and understanding when you're in balance. So I have a couple packages that I teach, like uh, I am a Reiki master. Mm -hmm. So think about energy as like when you walk into a room and somebody just argued and you're like, oh, I felt that something went down here, mm-hmm. right? You feel the energy of the room, right? Uh-huh. Or you walk into a room and they just had a concert and you're like, oh my gosh, this was so good. You can tell the energy of that. Well, that happens within you because you walk into rooms, you interact with people. And the thing about holistic wellness is there, it just comes down to taking care of yourself because when you do that self-care and you're at 100%, you're helping others from this overflow instead of from an empty cup. Mm-hmm. So I offer both Reiki, mm-hmm. which is an energy healing um, session. And then I also offer pranic healing. And pretty much one is all about putting like that energy in and redirecting that energy that's inside you. Mm-hmm. And which one is that? That's Reiki. Okay. And then with pranic healing, that's like my jam jam. It's like you're taking the energy that you've absorbed the whole day and you're, you're literally making it go away. Hmm. So if you think about you being a water bottle and there's water inside but there's no lid and you're walking around, maybe some lint popped in there, some other stuff that we can't see popped in there. And what pranic healing does is it takes the water bottle, it turns it upside down so that that bottle becomes empty and then you just pour brand new water in. Mm -hmm. And I remember one time um, somebody was having a back spasm and they called me and I did a long distance healing and in five minutes it like, calmed them down and stopped, which was pretty powerful. And But that was here in San Diego, right? And we live in San Diego. I had another moment when my um, stepmom called me. She was kind of like in a funk. And I was in the beginning stages of studying because I've been doing this for seven years now. Wow. And I was like, okay, well, you're a little funk. Do you want me to do like a little cleansing session? Like give me 10 minutes and I got you. And she was like, Oh, sure, yeah, okay, because she's Minnesota. And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, sure, you betcha, right? <laughs> it's great. So I didn't hear from her after the 10 minutes. And then, like, 30 minutes go by, and I'm like, call her. And I'm like, Mom, are you okay? She's like, oh, yeah, you know, I was sitting down, but then I just, I wanted to get up. I just felt like like I had the energy to go do dishes now. Oh. And she was able to do her dishes. So it doesn't have to be this, like, big, extreme, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, it's going to save everything. Because it can also be 
just clearing out a little bit of energy that's not yours so you can keep going and moving and grooving in life and get your dishes done. Okay. And I started getting... I The only reason why I do this is because I've had two ulcers, and if I have another one, I might not like be alive. Oh, wow. So stress is I have to stay stress-free. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know anything about pranic healing. I just know that there was a free pranic healing session once a week for 10 minutes. I just went every week, and I felt good. And then one day, the teacher said, you know you can like learn how to do this on yourself and feel good. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll check it out. And then I, that's when I started going to school and get training in it. And then I realized how passionate I am and how nerdy I am about it because <laughs> I like the uh, like I just like understanding like how we can empower ourselves. Yes, you know because I want to teach. I just naturally love teaching people how to empower themselves and be in their own vibe. And so this t-shirt is from last year and it's Voices of Our City Choir. So Voices of Our City Choir was started by this amazing woman, Steph Johnson, about like three or four years ago. And it's a choir that is for the homeless and it's one voice for the voiceless. Mm -hmm. And Steph Johnson is an artist and she just... She just woke up and was like, you know what? I just, something inside her sparked alive and ignited. So she went into the streets and she started talking to the homeless community. And she um, co-founded this organization, this nonprofit organization to create a voice for the voiceless. And just, it really sparked from an idea that turned into this really big thing now. I mean, recently, some really nice news has come up but the thing is about voices of our city choir it's we really just represent one voice one voice for the people Mm -hmm. and that's what i love the most about this choir i started maybe about a year ago i was in a really rough spot i had an allergic reaction to like some soap and then i was hospitalized and then i was out of work for like five months and i was just like on the verge of like, oh my gosh, how am I going to pull this off staying in my home and I can't work and I have a kid. And a friend of mine just was like, hey, you should check out this choir. Mm -hmm. We have free workshops, songwriting workshops, guitar workshop, and then we have an actual choir. And it low-key feels like church, but you also kind of feel like you're at a Prince concert (laughs) slash a groovy (laughs) jazz concert, okay? Because the choir, like the the choir is one-third homeless, one-third people who used to be homeless, Mm -hmm. and then just straight-up volunteers, Mm -hmm. people that just want to, like, be a part of it and be of service. So I was like, well, I don't, I I can't be in the sunlight. So I might as well go into another building and just be with other people. And I walked in and I immediately felt like I was home and I felt safe. And the thing is like, when you walk in, when you walk into the Voices of Our City Choir environment, Mm -hmm. you get valued, you're seen and you're heard. Mm -hmm. Like people make eye contact with you. They genuinely care about your well-being, and and Voices of Our City Choir has resources and have literally housed 
over 50 choir members. Wow, that's awesome. And it started from started from the bottom, now we hear, <laughs> right? Yeah. So now we have like over 250 members. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, it's so, and I mean, it really, we, in, in a time where we are in right now, with everything being up in the air, with history repeating itself and change being made, I mean, Voices of Our City Choir is bringing such a bright light. Yeah, and you guys recently got some worldwide recognition, right? We did. (laughs) So um, it's so beautiful. Voices of Our City Choir, we were asked to audition for America's Got Talent. Mm -hmm. And we sang an original song. And the song is called Listen to the Sounds of the Sidewalk. And how beautiful just is the title alone, thinking about everything that's going on in our world. Mm -hmm. And the beauty of, I think the reason why we got that world recognition, basically what happened is we auditioned for America's Got Talent, and then Terry Crews hit the golden buzzer for us. And when that happened, I mean, we just, the awareness of who we are as a choir just went like wildfire like we're known all over the world and some beautiful things are happening because of it um one example is we got like almost forty thousand dollars in funding that we're gonna that's be, incredible yeah that we're gonna that's be awesome. using to get technology because a lot of our members are offline right now due to covid and due to um just the whole situation that's happening so we're really housing our choir members and we're really being one voice one collective like i'm playing online like pool with somebody that's literally on the street and they're you know we're trying to figure out how to get them in a hotel or how to get them in some housing and it's not just like all these different people that are separated it's literally one voice and so the san diego board because of all the work that we've been doing um literally gave us a day so it's called a proclamation so they gave us the proclamation which means on june 2nd june 2nd is the day of voices of our city choir throughout all of san diego that's awesome yes so do you guys get like a city key or something i know right like i wonder i will definitely have to ask the co-founder but we definitely got an award like a little plaque that explains that we get this special day and I mean, think about you're living on the street, you know, and you come to choir and you're a part of something that's bigger than yourself. And you can, I mean, think about that. They get to wear their shirts and walk around the city and people are like, oh my gosh, you're a part of Voice Over City Choir. And then they can be like, yes, and we have a day. Did you celebrate our day on June 2nd? It was our day. And like bringing that joy and that empowerment so they can feel alive and they can feel like they're human beings. That's awesome. Period. Three years old, my mom took me to domestic violence meetings. I wrote poems and made people feel good. That's when my activism like began. Then at eight years old, I went and I did a campaign. And they're like, who's this kid trying to tell me about rules? But like, I was just in it, right? And then as a teenager in high school, I don't know why was voted to be president for Black Student Union. And in that moment, I was able to use my privilege to to be of service and to be an ally. And I was a foster kid as a teenager, so I lived in an all-black household, attended an all-black church, 
And when I lived in a, a rough neighborhood before I became a foster kid, my nickname was White Girl, and I was told to go into a car to protect people in case cops come. So understanding privilege and understanding how to use it to be of service, to help, to protect, is just something that's been ingrained in me as a human being. It's not about you and it's not about me and it's not about the people. It's about the voice and that voice carries. And, and, and the premiere was right around the same day of George Floyd being wild, like uh, of the awareness of everything that happened mm-hmm. and the upheaval of that. And just the power of a voice, a collective voice. And think about the duality, right? The duality of the the Black Lives Matter movement happening. Mm-hmm. And then with the choir bringing in one voice of like hope and inspiration. You know, it's like with Black Lives Matter, finally everyone is hearing and saying with their voice, yeah. hey, listen. So the beauty of Voices of Our City Choir and that premiere happening right around the same time of of George Floyd and, and Breonna Taylor and, and all these things and that culmination of the duality of the darkness and the light, you know, the frustration, the sadness, the anger as a collective voice with the collective voice of hope and inspiration and love and faith mm-hmm. and change change is going to come and like these worlds like colliding it's just so i feel i feel very honored to be a part mm-hmm. of this experience with the choir because we're having this voice of the voiceless that have been homeless mm-hmm. you know be humanized you know so now it's like a wave of awareness when people are protesting on the street now these people that have been homeless they're getting eye contact yeah. that they might not have had for years. Mm-hmm. They're getting water. They're getting snacks, you know, and they matter and they feel and they know that they matter because these people are walking on the streets and protesting. So it's like this two for one banger of like, just like being seen, being heard and, and just this collective of a voice. Mm-hmm. I mean, rising up. Yeah. It's so... It's so uncomfortable, but that uncomfortability is empowerment. Mm-hmm. Because if we can accept that we are mostly going to be uncomfortable in things, and then we have those little breaks of like, let's watch this America's Got Talent audition of Voices of Our City and like get in that emotional state of empowerment and then bring that back into the uncomfortableness of life, of growing, of changing, of doing, then try to balance and be, even though we're like overthinking about all the things that we need to get done. It's such a powerful time to be in right now. Mm -hmm. And I just feel so honored to be a part because George Floyd was my mom's friend. I don't know if you know that. I didn't know that. So my mom is, uh, my stepmom, she's a flamenco dancer and he was the bouncer at the club. So he made sure that she was safe. So she, he, she knew him on a personal level, you know, and about George Floyd. And then I found out and I had found out about Breonna Taylor and then the voices of our city premiere happened and then the protesting has happened and I've been on that front line and I am an ally and um, my 
foster grandmother is a strong black woman from the South. And um, it's been this beautiful experience to understand the empowerment of just being. Mm -hmm. Because we wouldn't have won the golden buzzer if we weren't just all being ourselves. And I wouldn't have been able to process everything that just happened during those times if I wasn't being in the moment and then honoring the actions that I'm that I'm doing to be in my purpose, which is to be a community leader, to honor the personal experiences that I'm going through, to accept them for what they are, to accept them for what they are not, and to just be and support and listen and, and also be heard. So this voice, you know, when we're all quarantined and we're all like, separated this this voice through voices of our city i strongly believe it's creating this collectiveness mm -hmm. and then with these protests i know there's a lot on social media that's bringing a harshness to it and there is a harshness but i'm telling you here in san diego what's happening is there is organization and there is intention and i went to a protest for 10 hours, okay? Mm -hmm. This is the one in downtown San Diego last Sunday, right? I yeah. think it was like one of the first big ones in San Diego. Yes. Okay, tell us a little bit about that. Woke up, went downtown, through social distancing, we had our masks, we did a dance protest. And right when we filmed it is right when the protesters came and walked behind. Wow. So think about... You're moving your body. So you're getting all those thoughts out because when you work out and you move, like you're getting out of your mind and into your body, right? Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, you're hearing chants of honoring people's names and honoring people's lives and honoring people's uncomfortable experiences and coming together as a collective, right? So you have a collective of a dance protest, mm -hmm. right? With the collective of, you know, the people chanting and marching, right? And then you even have the collective, like the, the police on the side, you know? And this, this collective of a voice, this combined voice that are coming from different areas, right? Mm -hmm. So after the f protest, the dance protest was filmed, jumped into the protest, and we're walking and we're marching. And then when fix escalated, everybody would drop to a knee and go silent. And the beauty of, of, of that was just like the power of maintaining an energy flow. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, let's march. Okay, yeah. let's express ourselves. And then when it would escalate, you know, for example, it would escalate, tear gas was thrown, ran away, everyone ran away, dispersed, came back, dropped to a knee, and then everybody put their hands up or like, hands up, don't shoot. And then, excuse me, um, when it would escalate again, musicians came in and played music and like created a different energy of like empowerment and like healing and change and like change is going to come. And it was all instrumental. So they're playing that music and they were playing that music when the crowd was getting really, really hyped up and coming towards the cops. And it was just this constant balance of like a roller coaster or yeah. a wave, an ocean wave, like steadily coming and going. And then at nighttime, there was um, um, a vigil. And after the vigil was done, 
that's when the pellets came out, right? But even when the pellets came out and the tear gas was happening, that like, was- Where were you when this was all happening? Like In the middle of all of it. Right in the middle. I was just right in the middle of it. We, you know, we, I danced, I walked, I chanted, I dropped to a knee, I stayed silent, I danced some more once the music was going, I walked somewhere else, I got some food, I got some water, I laid down during the vigil thinking about the people and just listening and observing because as an ally, being there and contributing so that others can rest and recharge is so important. So I had two gallons of milk, I had a medic bag, you know, I was there with other people that are part of organizations that really want to just make sure that the intention behind the protest is done in a way that's that really is impactful. Mm-hmm. So when at nighttime, everyone is, was supposed to disperse and, and head home, but there were some people that wanted to stay. And that's why the cops would close in and do the tear gas and mm-hmm. the pellets because they wanted people to leave. Mm-hmm. So it's like when you're doing the protest, it's happening different, different ways in different cities. But within San Diego, it is very organized. Mm-hmm. And the thing about... La Mesa is that people were meant to disperse and head out, but the people that stayed, that's when things started becoming what they were. There have been several protests since the La Mesa one. Um, I think the La Mesa one, well, the riot kind of like the first the first one that we kind of heard in the news and then it was a downtown one but since then i think north park has had a protest and there was also a protest today that you actually just came from right yeah so there have been protests all throughout san diego and downtown was one of the biggest ones but north park we had about like six thousand people wow protesting and then um there have been smaller ones but um it's I think today was like, for me personally, I just want to share like this full circle cuteness. Okay. So I have a six year old daughter. I drew a poster this, you know, and it's, it was a a really nice impactful poster. It was a cartoon of a white cop asking the black cop or asking the black child, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they're on a bar stool and they're sitting. So all you see are their backs. And the cop said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And the black child says, alive, right? And when I go to the, when I went to the protest today in Hillcrest, I was like, hey, I'm an ally. Where do you want me? They said, front line, give somebody your sign. And I was like, it's not about me. (laughs) Bye bye sign. And I go and I protest and I, you know, take on the roles that they asked me to. Um, And then after the protest, before I came here, I got a phone call. My daughter was, and my, my best friend's watching my daughter she has a son that's the same age. She's Zambian, and her husband or her son is Zambian, Kenyan, and Japanese, right? So you see this cute little black boy and this cute little white girl, and she says, "Hey, we went to go get breakfast, and then we saw the protest, and they knew you were there. And guess what? I said, "What?" She said, "They found your sign." Aww. And I said, what? And they said, they found your sign. They grabbed your sign. They smiled and they marched and they brought so much joy Aww. to everyone in the protest. Meanwhile, I'm at the front of the protest. We have an entire live band. We have people that are shouting out, not just Black Lives Matter, but Black Trans Lives Matter. 
and you having people that are peaceful and organized and in their purpose, protesting with a cause, with people on the side talking about, hey, these are some laws and these are some petitions that we want to change. So it's really just like taking an action and everyone had their role and I'm just standing there and I'm just noticing and I'm observing and I'm like, this is beautiful. This is why we do this. One voice, one voice coming together. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's just with Voices of Our City Choir being one voice of this hope And on the other side, you have the protests and you have the peaceful protests and you have music and you have creativity through organization and intention and structure and all of that, like being followed through to the T is also one voice. So it's just this this huge voice coming together for change. And yes, history repeats itself. And yes, we do deserve to have these conversations but like these conversations of uncomfortable change but and then the continued conversation of how do we keep hope alive how do we keep faith alive and I in like every ounce of my being creativity is where it's at and I believe everyone is creative even the people that are super nerdy computer people they are creatively coming up with software they are creatively coming up with how to debunk things and everyone has a role and everyone has an impact. You know, for example, before I went on that 10 hour march, I had somebody call and talk to me and they're very introverted. They can't do the public thing. I said, you are charging me up. You are getting my energy going for this protest. Mm -hmm. And I am gonna carry this with me for the whole day. And that person literally changed my whole life. So then when I was there, I used that energy to make sure and be like, hey, do you need something? Are you okay? And then a stranger came up and they were like, are you okay? I was like, you want to carry the milk? Yeah, I'll carry the milk. And just this collective community, you know, exists and it's there and it's here in San Diego and it's with us right now. So I'm just like blown away this whole week. It's just been blown away because even though crazy life experiences has happened to me because I use holistic wellness, because I, I still believe in counseling and therapy, because I believe my purpose is to just be and to empower and then to do, having that balance of being present and utilizing the power of like, I'm, I'm, I'm a big personality and using that for the people has really driven me to, to go out there and just be and do mm-hmm. and handle life because there's so much going on in our world and we sometimes wonder like, oh, how can I make an impact? I keep telling people, with the animal kingdom, we need birds to fly. We need fish to swim. We need elephants to walk. We need everybody to have their role mm-hmm. and just just do it or just be in balance mm-hmm. because that is, I mean, that we're literally making history. So for those who are aligned with the cause, but maybe they don't feel comfortable going to a protest or, you know, getting out there, like what are some things that they can do kind of a little more privately or what are some other options that people can do to support the cause? There are so many things, whether big or small. So if you want to go to the protest, go to the protest, make sure that you feel safe. Um, if you don't, if it doesn't 
Like if your instinct says don't go to the protest, then don't. Because there were a couple where I just didn't go and I didn't feel safe. Another option if you don't want to go to a protest is learn what petitions are out there. People are sharing that information. So currently I'm a part of uh, Black Expression Open Mic which is, um, it's, it's just an open mic that does a lot of community work for the black community here in San Diego. And then I'm also, and, and not, we don't just like, oh, here's an open mic, come get your jam on, you know what I mean? But like black expression is creating these community events that bring information, mental, um, mental health awareness, um, rights and resources that you deserve to know about as, um, as a person who is, black right and then so you have black expression open mic that does this community work and then you also have it's called power over fitness um his instagram handle is um atlas you can find him on my instagram high belly laughs and he does every day a meditation group and then a workout and it's free especially during quarantine so let me actually pull him up right now because every day through zoom you can, and it's, and you know, I'm, I'm there as an ally. So it's not about me. It's just me being of service to, to just like embody me in a safe space and know and like share the information that's going on and, and talk about privilege. And like, there are maybe not a lot of white people that can go to like a black uh, event and, and not take it personally. Like there needs to be a safe space where, you know, black men and women and children and adults and of all ages can talk about the scariness and the frustration and all of the like microaggressions that happen and the macroaggressions that happen. And I think it's so important as an ally to like to talk about and bring up the uncomfortableness because I'll be in a situation and someone will say something that is like very racist and they're like from a different generation but they think because I'm white that it's okay to talk about that. And it's like going to events, community events, and listening to the, the secret, like, racism that they have to experience every day that's considered, like, a microaggression, the subtlety. Every day, that, that creates something. That creates, like, mental, mental, like, it questions, and it, it really can affect your health, you know? So to be an ally, you know, because I've, I've been in this kind of environment for me, it's second nature, but like I really, really, really think it would be great to like ask questions, to learn, understand how to empathize, understand how to actively listen when someone wants to share something so they can genuinely just feel like they are heard. And then if you have the energy to go and help or like you know that someone's tired and fatigued because of the current situations and you can go even like drop them off some groceries you know, or get them a roll of toilet paper so they don't have to go outside and interact with the world. I am telling you right now, that is such a big, big impact because as a collective, Black Lives Matter, there's so much energy going into this. And if you can just continue the, continue the, the activism by giving them, giving, giving the people that are just going through it like more energy, whether it's getting some toilet paper or just giving a call or just be like, I'm here and I don't have anything to say. I'm just here for you. There are so many different ways that we can be allies and, and, it's, and it's thankless. We don't need to be thanked. 
but it's definitely appreciated. And last night when I was talking to Black Expression Organization, I said, as as an an ally, what is it that you want? Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I need a thank you. They said, it's not a matter of thank you. It's a matter of like, we appreciate you being out there because we're getting tired, Kaya. We've been having to deal with this for so long and now there's a massive voice that is being heard. So for you as an ally, it's not a matter of you doing, it's just being and listening asking what it is that we need one-on-one because if you can have one person that difference goes a long way so with uh you can find black expression open mic they are a community organization and it's um express underscore it on instagram and then you can find power through fitness it's just called power through fitness he has an amazing daily meditation group and um, a workout session and then every week He's creating a community and they have a garden that they're building that's specifically for the black community because what's happening right now is there are gardens that are growing food, but then it's being sent to these wealthy people and it's not for the community members that are living in that city. So Power Through Fitness, his name is Devon, is actually creating an opportunity where we're growing food and it's going to be for the community and there are community events. And on June 19th, we're actually going to have a town hall meeting. So if you go to my page and you'll see, I'm going to post some information on my story and I'm going to post it on my page where you can even um, check it out if you want to come to it. Or if we have some online streaming, you can check it out that way and get some information that way as well. But if you just need a safe space to like meditate or you just want to be of service and just show up, as a non-black person, as an ally, to just be and give that good energy by just being. Just remember, every impact can be an impact of just by being. We don't always have to do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's so important. It doesn't have to be complex. Keep it simple. Because that's what, that's what the the power is. Simple, organized, intentional structure has really made the San Diego protests what they are Mm -hmm. with music and chanting and dropping to one knee and honoring silence. And then you got the people that are burning the sage and the incense and it's just like this collectiveness of unity, of community, of connection. And it's not okay that it's not okay, but the voice, the collective voice of, of what's going on is so powerful. Did you want to get into girl talk? Or you, or you want to touch upon a couple other things? Let's mm, right. do some girl talk. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So we are going to get into girl talk. So girl talk, basically speed round. Um, what are your fashion go-tos? Really good shoes. Mm-hmm. Okay, you gotta you gotta show the steez. We, like, we both got our metallic shoes on. <laughs> soft shell, soft shell. There's something about just like good shoes that make me feel grounded. Yeah, I I can dress up, but I also like to dress down. But when I have just a simple statement. For me, that's super powerful. Yeah. Because I can rock my glasses or not rock my glasses, but there's something about these shoes. And it could be tennis shoes or, like, if I'm dressing up, I like 
when it has a statement, but it's classic. Yeah. There's something about classic. There's something about simplicity. Because for me, I don't even really wear a lot of makeup. I'm not wearing any makeup right now, but I got that glow, you know? <laughs> and like when I do um, dress up, it's very simple because I also like a highlighter. And if you get a good highlighter and just, just drop it on that nose and those cheeks and a little bit of mascara, for some reason, the change of that simplicity just gives power. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So those are literally my tricks. <laughs> shiny shoes and shiny highlighter. Okay, Blend, okay. blend, blend, baby. Okay, so you already stepped into the, the second question. It was um, beauty go-to. So are you going to stick with... Um, Highlighter for that or? Yes, so my beauty go-to. Actually, I also want to get into this other. Okay, so highlighter when it comes to makeup, it's highlighter, lipstick, and a red lip. Yeah. That's all I do, but for some reason, that red lip like transforms. Oh, girl. So I know some people out there, they love their purple, right? So whatever color resonates with you, it's not just the beauty of that color of that makeup, but it's how it makes you feel. Yes. I like glowing. That's mm-hmm. why I like exercising. That's like that's why I like doing the energy work on myself because then I have this internal glow. Because I can put on red lips and I can put on that shimmer, but if my insides are not matching my outsides, it can be real tough. But if my insides and I've done all my energy work, I want to feel like a little pop. Yeah. A little power. Yeah. I just put on that red lip. Okay. I okay. put the highlighter on. And I'm good to go. What is your favorite wellness practice? Okay, I'm going to give you guys a secret. Okay, because not everybody can go to the ocean. But you know when you go to the ocean and you jump in and you come out and you're like, oh, it's so good. Okay, so whether you, if you have a bath, this is what I want you to do. Then I'm going to tell you what to do if you don't have a bath. So if you don't have time to go to the ocean, and you want to replicate that ocean feeling, you are going to go to the grocery store and you're going to get table salt. You're not going to get that fancy sea salt, right? You're not going to get that Epsom salt. You are going to get regular table salt. And what you're going to do is when you take a bath, you're going to take two cups of salt and you're going to put it in that bath and you're going to chill for 10 to 20 minutes. And it is equivalent to you going in the ocean water and getting that wash away, washing away the day kind of feeling. Mm -hmm. And it like legitimately gets you feeling like yourself. You get refreshed. It's so good. I do it, especially during rough times, like right now when everything's crazy and, and everything's up in the air you want to get grounded and you want to feel refreshed but you can't go out into nature because we're in the city and we're doing our things right getting into that bathtub and putting two cups of regular table salt just washes away and you feel so good okay if you don't have a bathtub you can go to any store maybe cost like a dollar five dollars and you get a basin and a basin is just a plastic square box and you put your feet in there and you take one cup of salt and you put it in water and you soak your feet 10 to 20 minutes. And that, for some reason, science has proven that when you walk on grass, it's good for you physically. Mm-hmm. And with salt water, 
it's good for you physically. Science has shown that people that live next to the water tend to have longer lives and they're just healthier physically. So this trick of salt water and washing away the day just by soaking in salt water, whether it's a bathtub for two cups or just your feet with one cup for 10 to 20 minutes is really the game changer. Mm. You can be scrolling, you can do whatever you need to do. If you're a busy entrepreneur, you know, or like you're taking care of people and checking in on people, this is like your downtime and it is the best. You literally feel so refreshed. Awesome, I'm gonna have to give that a try. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go get some salt. Yes. (laughs) All right, so um, if our audience wants to find you, where can they find you? Where can they look you up? So I can be found on Instagram and on Facebook. With Instagram, my handle is Kaya Belly Laughs, like like K-A-I-A, and then Belly Laughs with an S. So just Kaya Belly Laughs, I'm right there. And then also on Facebook, it's Kaya Olivia Belly Laughs. So if you just type in Kaya Belly Laughs, either way, you'll be able to find me there. And you'll get to see different things. Like you'll get to see um, some of the protests that have been happening recently here in San Diego. You'll get to see some of the um, dance films that I've been in. Um, I also teach uh, private one-on-one dance lessons right and then you can also like dm me i have um clients that get healing sessions i have one client that's in panama and we just do our healing session on zoom and for her being a mom and not knowing like what's going on here she's kind of nervous about her family so we just set intention and she just feels like it's a really nice like meditation Mm -hmm. of just relaxing calmness and that calmness during the chaos is such a good recharge. So you can go on Instagram or Facebook and fi- Facebook and find me there. Okay, and you you're also launching a website, right? I am. <laughs> I am launching a website. You gotta plug that link, girl. Gotta plug, plug that link. That in. So everything is Kaya Belly Laughs. So my website is going to be kayabellylaughs.com. Yep, and then we'll add it to the show notes. So. You guys will have it there. Yes. And speaking of dancing, if I can just do one plug. Yes. Okay. So with the protests that are going on and being a community leader and wanting to give back, I have created a dance workshop and I'm going to teach you how to do a dance protest that you can do in your living room, that you can do on the street, that you can do to almost any song as long as the song has like a nice, steady, upbeat and all the proceeds are gonna to go to Black Lives Matter. So it's gonna be affordable. I'm only gonna charge $5 for this workshop and you're gonna learn an entire routine and all of your proceeds of what you pay that I got five on it, it's gonna go right <laughs> into a donation, right into the cause. So it's gonna be on um, Thursday, June 11th, So in just a few days at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, you can go to my Instagram handle, Kaya Belly Laughs. You can go to Facebook, Kaya Belly Laughs, and I'll get you that information, okay? Sound good? Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for coming by the podcast and chatting with us today, Kaya. Thank you for having me. And I want to give you a shout out because (laughs) I really love the concept of empowerment. And I love how laid back it feels here. And I love the topics because the topics that we talked about were pretty intense. I mean, when it comes to controversial topics and touchy, touchy subjects like these, 
you create such a laid back environment. I just want to thank you for being in your purpose and for empowering all of us to just empower ourselves because my mission statement is into my mission statement is to empower others to empower themselves and to inspire that daily and I feel like that's exactly what I got to experience here in this podcast oh well thank you so much thank you for being here honestly like you Kaya, Miss Kaya over here is like the prime example of fearless. Like a couple years ago, I went to the House of Blues and saw this woman perform. She like got up there, she sang and she danced and she did burlesque. And I was like, wow, that is one freaking powerful, fearless woman. And honestly, like seeing you up on that stage, like that is empowering. 